Brendan Aronson, our guy. Yeah. What do you expect from him? What would be a good World Cup for him? I think in, in the Wales game, I expect him to two-foot Gareth Bale for all Union fans' sake. AJ down in Fredericksburg, Virginia, joined by my co-host and my brother. I am Luke. I'm up here in Philly. This is episode 128, and uh, yeah, we have a lot, a lot to talk about. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I feel like this is a very different energy than our last one. Our last time we talked was before MLS Cup, but yeah. right after the conference final, we were just hyped, didn't really know what to talk about. Yeah, um, and before that, we had Jim Curtin, and before that, we were doing the media day. So our past couple episodes have been like very fun and high energy, and now we're, we kind of hit the hit the slump. Yeah, we're in the off-season, man. We're yeah. in the off-season. Yeah. yeah. Just like our listeners, they're like not good at listening right now. We're not good at podcasting. Uh, we're, we're good. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about our trip out to L.A. Amazing time. We'll do our Union End of the Year Awards. We'll take a little break. We'll talk about the World Cup, which is coming up, believe it or not. Uh, some off-season news and expectations for the Union. And uh, a couple of oddball things at the end. So yeah. um, me and Luke pulled the trigger, went to L.A., flew out on a couple different flights um yeah immediately it started off amazingly because uh luke got there before me and uh when i landed <laughs> no this is this is so funny um we luke had been there for like half an hour or whatever uh my plane touches down and i call or i text him right away and said i'm coming down and I don't know what. Oh man, I wish I had the thing. All you right, said, so I like, said I'm you're coming, like, down. At, coming down the escalator, and you <laughs> said, "Okay, I'll go near there." And I said, "Which escalator did you go to?" And yo, yeah, you called me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, I'm coming down. Which one did you go to? It's the only one I went to." It's like, "All right, well, I'm looking for you." And uh, I was still in the plane at the time, so it was just hilarious. <laughs> so I'm dying. Stupid. Luke, you had a plane full of Union fans. My plane was yeah. 50% Union fans, so right away we're off to a good start. Like, this is really cool. You just There's yeah. just a different energy about the trip than uh, our usual travel by ourselves to a city. So it was a very cool beginning to everything. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, it was cool. I never expected to be on a plane full of Union fans like that. It was, it was really fun. Um, not fun, but it was just interesting. It was cool. Um, but yeah, then Saturday, once we like I, Saturday, all the only thing we, we cared about was getting to the stadium, getting to the game. And so we didn't do a whole lot of exploring around LA, but uh, it, it, was, it was just so cool to be there and be around this stadium for this big event. And like, it, it kind of didn't hit me until like we got around LA and I saw like the MLS cup signs that like this was actually happening and the union were in it that like seeing the union logo in the promos and like it, you know, saying MLS cup and it's, it, it felt really, really cool. And just walking around that the stadium beforehand was like, I think one of my most like favorite memories to, to take away from the trip was just like the pregame stuff. Cause it was so cool. And we, we were, we walked to the, uh, from our, we stay with our cousin who lives in like Carson City, so not far from the, the the stadium. And while we're walking on our way to the to the metro, we run into Union fans, and not just Union fans. Mike Thomas and his friend, and we never actually met Mike Thomas in person, but we knew who he was. So we, so we recognized him. It was really cool. So we took the metro together with him and and his buddy Mark. Um, and it was just it was just so cool to like run into Union fans that we actually kind of knew out in the middle of LA. It was, it was the strangest, coolest thing. And then we just kept running to more Union fans. And uh, it, it was just a really, uh, I don't know, it was, it was a really cool experience to, to to start the event, I guess. Yeah, LA fans were super as intense and um, intimidating as they try to be. They were they were very nice. Oh, uh, so polite, yeah. Like super we, cool and chill. We did walk we did walk through their supporters group before they went in the stadium and they were like, Oh, you're going the wrong way. You shouldn't be walking through here. But we just were like, all right, yeah, whatever we're going. And then, uh, 
they just gave us beer. <laughs> yeah, they're like, so oh. nice and like gave us directions to like where we should have gone and like they were just so chill and like like giving like fun, you know, harmless banter but nothing serious and just really like just you know excited to see Union fans and I just see that like we traveled all the way out there and yeah the not, can't really say much bad things about LA fans and it, yeah it was, it was wild yeah stadium was in a great spot too where it's like stuff it's not in the middle of nowhere um so you know you can walk from restaurants and stuff up to it it's right next to uh USC and the Coliseum and stuff um we saw Renee and uh, Greg. We got saw into the what? We saw Greg from Brother of the Game. We saw Joe yep, Lister yep. at the the tailgate once. We Renee got into the the Union official yep, tailgate, and uh, and we kind of mingled around great. there. They, they did a great job putting that on. Lots yeah. of people, lots yeah. of food, beer. Um, yeah, I saw a Buddy from college. Uh, I saw buddy from high school in the stadium. Like it was weird. Like we just start running into like all these people and like Rich Laurie we never met ever and, and ran into him in the stadium and our tailgate friends we ran into them like that we tailgate every home game with and just ran into them in LA didn't even know they were gonna be out there. It was so cool and just like yeah, uh, yeah like that. I ran just, into Brian. <laughs> Brian, yeah, Carol. Brian Carroll. Brian Carroll. Just you know, casually walking by. You know, we said hi to Charlie Davies and. uh uh, David Goss before it, they were walking into like it was just, yeah, know, it's just I guess it's just LA you just run into people you know and famous people that's just how yeah, it is okay. yeah. and then uh, we're walking around the stadium um, you know said hey to Kevin Casey Brian Carroll we're like wow this yeah. is great saw the little hawk that flies around right. someone comes up to us is like hey you want to do trivia like, yeah and next thing you know I'm following this <laughs> dude down the stairs and I was like where are we going and he points down to the field and he's like you're going down there and it was uh Susanna Collins and uh, what was her other name Jill Sackovitz Jill yeah <laughs> so next thing you know I'm on the field at MLS Cup and I was like holy crap this is insane yeah. and uh yeah so had a little moment on the Jumbotron talking to the stadium got a nice amount of booze <laughs> um thankfully before I had too much booze and uh that, that was just a what is my life kind of moment yeah that um, was insane i'm still a little jealous that you got to go down there and 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 do that but now it's cool yeah i told him i was like hey i'm stupid i'm not gonna know yeah, the trivia you tried to put it off on me but they 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 kept with you yeah but yeah he he told me he's like oh the answer is 46 and i was like oh is the question our goal differential and he said yeah i was like oh cool <laughs> nailed it so i didn't think i'd know the answer but i knew it all along um <laughs> Uh, yeah, that yeah. great experience. I feel like the beers were pretty reasonably priced, which I, I remember texting you, but I don't remember. Uh -huh. um, I feel like they were eight bucks for a beer, which is really impressive in a stadium. Yeah, um, it may have been eighteen, I but I, I felt like they were eight. Yeah, he used to say. Um, so yeah, just a great stadium experience, great uh, game day vibe around the whole thing. Very, yeah. very fun experience. Um, Obviously, the game went as it went. I don't think we don't really need to talk about the game too much. No, uh, but I, I mean, one thing I want to say is like being in that section with all the Union fans, and there's a lot of Union fans, and and just like everyone is standing on their feet and you know singing and chanting the whole time. It was a really cool experience just to be in in that and and to f feel that much Union support across the country, and obviously in a big game, but. It, it, it just felt it was a really cool experience to be like in that and a part of that whole group and it, you know even even though it didn't end our way just like having the ups and downs and riding that with our the union fans around us it was just it was just a cool experience uh to rather than like you know most like you said most away trips it's just us in a random section and it's it's you're kind of like you know you cheer quietly when when the union do good stuff but it's not the same thing as as what this was it was just a really really once in a lifetime kind of experience i feel like absolutely oh yeah it was oh it was very fun um and, and again these two teams they just always play each other so well and yeah. i'm just very glad it was a super fun game to be a part of yeah. um you and me were talking before that neither of us have been able to watch the highlights yet because yeah. it was a very emotional draining experience and that's fine yeah i i really don't think we can really talk about the game much i i mm -hmm. personally i i will i don't think i'm able to actually analyze that game as a you know 
from a like a analytical perspective and and you know watching the highlights i just can't do i can't anytime i see an lafc image from the that that game i just have to scroll right through it pass it on social media and just try to avoid all that stuff it's it's really hard to process because it was such like an awesome experience like we just talked about but it was also this incredible game that like like they're saying it was like the best mls cup final ever but it's something that i really it's hard for me to like process and take in because i can't like watch highlights or like listen to the podcast or read articles about this game because it gets me so anxious and worked up thinking about all like the what ifs and how close we really were because it's we were it, we were we were right there and, and haven't taken away from us it's it's tough and it's still hard to process even you know two weeks out basically right yeah and it's it's a very first world problem or spoiled thing sure. to say that of like, course i couldn't like as much as they say oh best mls cup final ever I almost can't appreciate that statement because of us losing it. Yeah. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Cause but like, I get the fact that like, yeah, it was, it was an amazing game and stuff, but yeah, um, yeah I don't know if it was, I don't know. It was yeah, being a part of it or feeling and people are rolling their eyes. Like you weren't a part of it. You were just <laughs> a person watching just like the rest of us. Uh, two yeah. hours. But like, I don't know. Yeah, it just it was different and it was awesome. Um, yeah, and just I'm. It was a very cool thing. I'm glad that uh, pulled the trigger to do it. Yeah, yeah. Even in, even though they they lost, it's it's still a trip. I I would do again in a, in a heartbeat. It was it was it was like it, like we it was a bucket list kind of trip to see our team in MLS Cup uh, in person. It was it was really cool. And the nice thing about them losing is that uh, I still hop on the bucket list watching them win MLS Cup. Right, yeah, so, yeah. It was not completely crossed off. There you go. And, uh, yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> this season as a whole, let's kind of start talking like that. Uh-huh. Success, yes? Yeah. I mean, we got further than we ever got to. Um, it, it sucks that we miss out on two trophies off of tiebreakers. Um. So that's kind of a tough pill to swallow, but being that they won East, the Eastern Conference final, um, so I guess it's kind of a trophy if that counts. But the success they had throughout the season, and you know that you know month and a half long stretch of all the the blowout victories, that all that is going to be in all of our all of Union fans' memory forever, and it's it's definitely going to be a unforgettable season regardless of of get picking up any trophies so it's i'd still call it a success for sure yeah absolutely it, um yeah. i didn't think about how it was two tiebreakers that cost us two different trophies yeah with the, the goals first wins and then also the fact that pks are technically a tiebreaker because yeah we tied on points for a supporter shield and we tied MLS Cup final. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's interesting. It sucks. Um, <laughs> Don't think about it too much. It'll get, <laughs> get you depressed. <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely an awesome, successful season. Yeah. Uh, no matter what. Yeah. Um, you want to jump into some awards? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. For I mean, it. yeah. If you have uh, if you have any questions about MLS Cup, call in now. <laughs> Numbers on the screen. All right. Who is your Union MVP for the year. Uh, you, I'll go. I'll go. Guys, dog. I'll go. Yeah. Guys, dog. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the answer. The only uh, Andre Blake is the other one, um, right? Yeah. Obviously, but I, 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 I'd say I, I want, I want to give the guys dog too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You just want to go down the list? Yeah. Do it. I got to add one real quick. Um. All right. Who do you? Yeah, for uh, coach of the year. That's. I mean, it's tough. It is tough. I mean, Ryan Richter really rose up and you know got into the ranks, but I think it's you know when you really look at it, Jim Kern has to <laughs> to be your answer. <laughs> I I would say too that too, but we might be a little biased because he was on the podcast. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So take that with a grain of salt, I guess. Uh, was your would you choose the defender of the year to be the defender of the year? You mean Glasnes? Yes. I, <laughs> I guess I, I still like, from my perspective, I felt like Elliot was so solid every, like more consistent throughout the year. I feel like Glesnes had did had some like glaringly bad games and like I guess like two times or whatever. But like, I I feel like Elliot was like just so steady 
and and maybe that's just my you know from my memory um so i feel like they kind of split so that's why i would i would honestly i would go with Wagner because he was like such a difference maker for on both sides of the ball and i'll go with Wagner too yeah who yeah. was your offender of the year offender of the year <laughs> <laughs> i like that i mean i guess you have to go with Glezes. i mean sorry god's dog if he if he's our mvp <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like that if it wasn't him though like if you had to pick between the strikers or something who would you go with carranza yeah yeah but he, he's gonna come up later for me okay okay a couple times <laughs> can't wait all right <laughs> for for goalkeeper of the year, I'm going to take Blake. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I didn't think of that. Um, yeah, I guess I, I guess if you really I, if you really think about it, he would he would be. A, did Freeze got in like once, right? Did 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 we get any of Freeze? I, I can't even remember now. There's got to be at least one time when like Blake was with Jamaica. I think you're right. But yeah, we really didn't see much of him, and not, and definitely not Bendik. Um, that's funny though. Um, yeah. All right, bust of the year. I wouldn't. And mine is not even going to be a bust. I would say just. Uh, I don't even know if disappointment of the year. Okay. Um. I I would have to change this wording to, didn't see as much as I wish I saw of the year. <laughs> okay. And that would be. Uh, I'd probably say Qu- Quinn Sullivan. I was hoping to see more of him this year, but. Yeah. I was thinking he that he would he would come to mind for this too. Yeah. Yeah. Um but there wasn't really a place for him. Mm-hmm. The only place where I could have seen him pushing more would have been for that third striker spot. Mm-hmm. But uh Jim liked Corey and Corey ended up proving to be uh valuable coming down the, the stretch. Um Yeah. And we, did, and we did have Santos half the year too, so that's a factor. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Bedoya stayed healthy for most of the year until the end, and then Miglin mm-hmm. um, kind of solidified himself as the top homegrown. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you have any different ones? No. The, yeah. Quinn came to mind. I guess like if we're talking about like actual busts, I would I would say like uh, Jesus Bueno, just because we didn't see any of him, mm-hmm. and like he seemed to be like a decent signing, not like a, a super high end signing, but like I feel like he would fall into the realm of a bust because we already have Odata who seems more promising as like the Martinez replacement or like just another midfielder maybe already over Bueno so I, I think he would be the only one that comes to mind when I think of the word bust mm-hmm. but it's a pretty minor one yeah uh, surprise right. of the year um, I think my surprise of the year would be Carranza because yeah, he, he started out he started out super strong when we had that big uh what was it like eight game winning streak in the week to begin the year and we you know god's dog and you weren't really as big of factors you would definitely not um but Carranza, he just like clicked immediately so that's that was my surprise yep same one nice, nice. um game of the year Ooh. um i would and, and... There were a lot yeah. of good games for the Union this year. This yeah. was one where I was like, I don't know what I'm going to choose. I was going to choose MLS Cup. And then I was like, wait a second. That's... We had a lot of freaking good games. I mean, I yeah, like the Eastern Conference Final was big. But I, I kind of want to go with like at the 7-0 DC game or like the 6-0 in DC. Like yeah, one of those I... big blowouts feels like it's just like a, those like fun games that we, you know, we both were at both of those games. I'm just like see like it was just like absurd at that point, like, especially like the NDC game after the other big results, like having Union do that again. That just it just felt yep. wild, and like we were on such a high with as as a collective and as Union fans, and so I feel like that that one sticks out in my head a lot. I was yep, I was gonna say the NDC one too because I yeah. was a well, that was another experience game where we we met with Zach and some friends, right? Um, and. Yeah, we, we were like front row. Nate, we were like, yeah, Jackson, yeah. like we yeah. just saw, yeah. saw people, and oh, it was, yeah, it was, it was just a really fun experience. And then to have it be that game was like, holy crap! Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. All right, goal of the year. <laughs> goal of the year for me was um, the Carranza bicycle kick in the DC United game. That nice. was just a fun one. Nice. Uh, mine would be the Gazdag goal in the Eastern Conference final. With the Carranza uh, header assist, I just I just love watching that goal. 
Yeah, good yeah. one. Yeah. Good one. Um, DP Brother episode of the year, the big one. It's. I mean, you can't not go with the curtain interview. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's what it. I was gonna say. You took yeah. it. <laughs> that's why I went first for that. Yep. All right, that's the yeah. You know, that just shows that you know we had a pretty good year. These were, these awards show that it was a it was a fun time. It was a very fun time. Very fun time. What a year. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll take a break. Um, we won't get into our super secret news segment until next season. Um, <laughs> okay, we've discussed it right there. Nice tease. There you go. People will be on tens of mules. Uh, we'll take a break. We're going to talk about the World Cup. We'll talk about Paxton, Corey, offseason expectations, MLS pass, and uh, some fantasy results. So come back after this. Hey, guys. It's Deep Brothers Podcast. Presented by the Brother Game. Thanks for coming back and listening, or whatever you did. Um... <laughs> We're hours away from the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Like, with, with the MLS Cup run, I really couldn't really even think about the World Cup because, like, MLS Cup just took, like, the Union playoff run just took up so much space in my head that, like, more soccer couldn't, I couldn't just, couldn't compute it. So now that that's all in the past, I can, like, finally get excited for the World Cup as much as possible with this one. One thing I did like was after MLS Cup, like the next morning, you were like, I can't handle any more soccer. And then I you're know. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the World Cup's in two weeks. Yeah, I was like, all right. Because, you know, after the after MLS Cup, I was like, all right, I need to, I just, I started to get a reading of all my, like, MLS, like, all the sports ads for my, 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 my phone. And then, like, an hour later, I was like, oh, wait, we have to do this again for a month to, to, to watch the World Cup. So it's not, it wasn't, the, wasn't the best, uh, best idea but yeah here we are here we are here we are we're back that was our break <laughs> um, all right so uh do you have any watch plans do you uh have any i mean i guess for you yeah it's, it's gonna be tough, tough. You work. yeah with my you know i've you know regular nine to five in in the office kind of job so it's a little difficult the first u.s game against wales i'm gonna have to watch on a delay so i'll just have to you know throw my phone in my, in the in my backpack the whole day and yeah. and uh and just hope i can avoid spoilers before watching it once i get home um but then i think it seems like we might have some some plans for the the black friday game that you could tell us about right oh no, uh, oh, no. <laughs> we're watching <laughs> together at least so that's gonna be fun no, yeah, I mean, I set up, you know, some uh, watch parties down here in Fredericksburg. Got yeah. some beer, deers, beer deals going on. I emailed my uh, the, <laughs> the head of sales and marketing, our commercial team leader, and sent her a nice long email explaining that we should not have a meeting on Monday um, at 2 o'clock. Like we do every Monday. <laughs> oh. And so I asked for it to be earlier in the day. She just canceled it. Nice. And so That's a- uh, I've become a hero all around the offices. Well done. Um, uh, but yeah, I am. I'm. I'm very excited for my current job to be uh, enjoying this World Cup because I'll be able to be in bars a little bit earlier. And yeah. not saying I'm gonna be getting drunk every morning or whatever, but you'll be able um, to watch it, though. And yeah, yeah, I'll be able to watch. And just as far as like my personal work stuff as well, like it. Um, I don't know. It's. It'll be good for business. Managers will be happy. Hopefully, it'll be just. It's just the World Cup is such a communal experience where, like, even non-soccer fans come out to watch, and so it yeah. just brings business up. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, yeah, uh, I'm going to get to see it from a different angle as far as like a business side and communal side, rather than all, just as a fan. Um, yeah. So I'm excited for that part too. That's cool. Yeah. What what do you what do you think the U.S. is going to do? What, what do you have any expectations for their performances? For yeah, we'll start there and then I'll throw some other questions at you. Sure. Yeah, I, I definitely have low expectations, and I and I'm trying to keep myself with low expectations because I don't want to be hyped up and disappointed. But based off of their previous results, like the last two friendlies were bad. The qualifiers were so long ago for that to even be like a I don't know a reference. Um, but I, I obviously like there's there's a lot of talent, so I'm excited to watch these guys. But I don't expect a deep run. 
I don't I don't I don't know like getting out of the group stage would be great but seeing us win you know the fourth game that you know the game in the knockout round I I just I don't really see that happening not to be a downer but I just I just don't think this team's ready to like get go on a deep run like that um but it's it's not to say that we have a bad team I just I just don't think these guys are ready for 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 to to have that kind of success um so yeah I don't know that's kind of where I'm at and I don't know. What, how do you feel about this? I think I think they're going to be a, I think they're going to surprise people. I, and then they, I'm a little hesitant to say because I feel like I feel like I heard someone say like they're either going to make it to the quarterfinals or lose all three games. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing <laughs> in between. Yeah. And I, I almost feel like that's very believable. I, I. I stutter a lot thinking about this one because i yeah. do think there could be a big disappointment and all, all at the same time being like well how much of a disappointment can it be when they're like the second youngest team in the tournament but mm-hmm. then it's like well these guys are all playing at such a high level but it's like well do i really trust that their coach is doing the best for them i i don't know yeah um i think i'm waiting for a, a lot of these guys to prove themselves still in, in the u.s shirt and um, coach included um i feel like just thinking coach wise like i feel like barhalter has been on a roller coaster as far as like my belief in him between getting dual nationals and beating mexico a couple times in some finals and then just also making some boneheaded lineup decisions in my mind and mm-hmm than some recent results where I'm just like, I, I don't know if I trust them. And I just, yeah. It's like, there are some things where I'm just like, oh yeah, Berhalter is the man. And then there's other things where I'm like, I don't think he's going to take us very far in this World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with some players where like, I don't know if I trust Ferreira to start our front line. Yeah. But then I remember seeing some performances in Dallas where I'm like, oh yeah, he's a, he's a stud. He's the player. Yeah. And there's other guys like that. Like, Giorena. Oh, yeah. We know he's got all this talent, but can we see him actually stay healthy for more than a couple games? Yeah. Yeah. And like what are we gonna get out of Pulisic? Like is he gonna try to do everything and and and, and that and, and in turn do too much? Or is he gonna stick with his role and be able to, you know, get in those one v one situations that he's so good at and just kinda of focus on being the attacking threat that he is or I don't know. Try to take all the expectations on himself. So it, it, there's a lot of yeah. There's always just a lot of questions and with with and that I don't know. I guess that comes with guys that have all this talent and potential and, and being so young. So it's not like super unexpected that we feel this way. But yeah, I, de- I definitely get where you go. Where you're getting that? Yeah. Um, who who do you see being a big surprise, a positive sort of surprise in this World Cup? Hmm. I. That's a good question. I I I I like I I optimistically like wanted to be like Josh Sharden or like Ferrer, like a striker that really shows that shows their worth for being there. Um, but I I could see it being like Zimmerman just having like a great lockdown defensive performance and really anchoring that back line because we really do need him or or a center back to step up because of how you know kind of. Uh, the, the injuries have have disrupted that the the center back pairing. So I, I I'd like to see someone like him step up and be that surprising like rock in the, in the back. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, who do you got? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I feel like I've I've kind of heard the usual things like uh, Musa will be a big surprise to a lot of people, but maybe yeah. not that won't be a surprise to us, but more right. of people on the world side. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I could, I could see maybe like an Anthony Robinson having a great yeah. tournament where like he gets three, I mean, as much as a, a left back can be a big surprise, but like maybe he gets like a couple of assists or something like that, or mm-hmm. like a desk, you know, but that also relies or yeah, relies on, someone up top finishing so that can sure. lead to someone else being maybe a surprise yeah um 
I also think if we just score a couple goals, that might be a surprise in general. Honestly, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Um, I I'd like to see like another guy. I'd like to see like step up and be not. It, it, it wouldn't be much of a surprise, but I want Tyler Adams to really be like the standout midfielder because I feel like that would go a long way in him being like the leader and I know the captains rotate but just like being that that captain in the midfield that like the Michael Bradley replacement and in in as as a leader on this team would would go a long way for this team's future um you know going into like 2026 like if, if we can rely on him as like the the midfield anchor and having all these other talented guys like fit in around him and all, all that like I think he could be such a crucial part in this team's success, not just in this World Cup. So I'd like to see him perform well to, to kind of give us that optimism to, to be that guy. Yeah, and I like, I like that thought that, uh, yeah, it's crazy that, like, yes, we have this World Cup with this group right now, but, like, a lot of this group will be the core for 2026. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, yeah, this, this World Cup matters, of course, but I think everyone knows that bigger prize or bigger world cup is in another four years when everyone will be four years older and more so in their prime more experienced and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it's kind of a weird thing um brendan aronson our guy yeah what do you expect from him what would be a good world cup for him i think in in the wales game i expect him to two foot gareth bale for all unit fan sake um outside of that i i'd like to see him you know score a goal get an assist just like be active in in the offense i feel like there's been games in the u.s where he kind of got a little lost um but i i think coming off of his this season with leads or his he should be able to to be the effective works his butt off um attacker that that we know him to be so i, I just like him to just to, to play his his style and, and to, you know to be the guy we know him to be so i i don't, I don't have like i don't know those are my i don't know those are exactly expectations but i just hope he, he is he's able to shine and, and be that kind of player that he always that we see him yeah do you do you think he'll get a start in the group stage yeah i think so yeah i i mean like he, he's playing so well and it, I know there's like a lot of other talented wingers that that he's be competing with, even midfielders. If if we want to rotate out some of those guys, but I think he'll definitely get plenty of time to to show show what he's got. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think he'll yeah, like you said, we'll get definitely a chance to show himself. Mm-hmm. Um, one big headline that you expect from the World Cup, and not doesn't just, have to be US not just really. US. Uh, it's tough because I, I I don't know like I I really hope that the, a, a, like a big headline from this tournament revolves around soccer and not around Qatar and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So I hope that it's not as big of an issue that it already is. Like I, I hope that people are safe and things are, and that doesn't become the headline. So I, I I'd hope the headline could be like you know the the next big star player that becomes the next like Neymar. Mbappe kind of player that that we get that gets discovered that no one's really thinking about or knows. I I, I want that to be the headline of like you know the next star because that's kind of where the World Cup, you know, produces those kind of players. Whoever whoever can you know step up in the in the biggest stages, is, is who we can like latch on to to be the next star. So I, that's kind of what I'm hoping to see is like find the next find a new player to to root for you know no matter where they're from. Nice. What about you? I will say. That there will be one semifinal team that is not from Europe or South America. Ooh, that's that's tough. Mm-hmm. That's I mean that means either like us or Canada, Mexico, or like Senegal, Senegal, like Korea, maybe uh, Japan, yeah, South Korea. Huh? Izo and Cameroon, maybe not so much, but <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I think interesting. I think, that could be cool. Yeah, I think that'd be, um, I mean, that'd be good for like the game just to seeing a new team like that. Right. Yeah. I think this World Cup is uh, weird enough in right everything about it that 
something big and weird is going to throw it off and um yeah yeah okay i like that i like that thank you um <laughs> cool all right want to get into some union off-season stuff sure let's do it before mls cup this was this was kind of a weird wrinkle yeah we were we found out <laughs> paxton was going to frankfurt and then today it was officially announced so yeah. um great uh if you are looking for a new season ticket Sees uh section one hundred nine row whatever we are you you well there's gonna be some open seats because that's where the Aronson sat and now well I don't expect Rusty and the family to be around us so <laughs> they'll at least have less seats if anything I think they had like four seats so I could still see Rusty going and like being wanting to come to any, all the Union games so I I could I could see him, him being a someone we have to scoot by to get to our seats next year. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't think the the daughter and Paxton's girlfriend will be there, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but yeah, no. It, it's, uh, no, no. Let's talk about let's. I want to talk about Paxton. It's it's really interesting that he got this. It's a four million dollar deal. With I'm sure there's like add-ons and all that kind of stuff. But um, to go to a, a good Bundesliga team for a guy who's 19 didn't really crack the the starting lineup a whole lot um that's a, that's a really impressive move by by the union um and, and obviously there's like you know CONCACAF pedigree where he was like he won the golden boot golden ball in the that the last CONCACAF tournament but um it still feels like a, a big a big move for a guy that, that didn't have to have a whole lot to Whole, you know that big of a resume in terms of MLS, so I think it's a pretty cool move, and I feel like it shows the how the world might be starting to see the union's academy and just players in general. So it's I think it really just bodes well for us in the future with with trying to make some more money to make these kind of transfers, and it's cool for I'm sure a lot of younger players are seeing the union as like a, the, the top target to try to get into the system to. To, to make these kind of moves so it's just, it's just cool to see and, and it's and it's also cool that like it was like we saw this like you said like right before mls cup and it, we weren't super shocked by it like it was surprising but it was like okay yeah like he's talented this yeah. could this could make some sense like he's not gonna be like a top performer right away because he's so young but he's he's got the, the talent to to make his way in europe so it's just it's just a cool move and we're excited to this to you know buy Eintracht jerseys because they're pretty cool too so add add it to the collection yeah I just yeah the union doing right by what's good for their players and stuff and it's just going to lead to more and more Um, yeah and it's like you trust that Tanner and the union are making sure this is a good spot for Pax and not just trying to you know cash in Um, that's what they did with with Brandon and, and, and Mark McKenzie but so we, we, you know, I trust that like there's a, a plan for for Pax and not just getting you know sent off into the obscurity of European soccer. Like, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Someone someone mentioned like not just doing the Brian Reynolds move where you you took a big paycheck and uh, yeah, and where is he now? Went like, to a team where he's not playing and yeah, and possibly missed his World Cup chance. He was on a good trajectory and then right went to a spot where he's not playing and you know not in the world cup obviously and yeah definitely not the only one who's who's done that uh, yeah. just yeah whereas aronson went to uh salzburg and then obviously grew through a smaller club so yeah just interesting yeah it's um, cool. all right cory burke to red bull how do you feel about that um I was surprised you texted middle of the day saying this happened and yeah. I definitely thought that the union were working on a new contract and they were going to bring him back yeah I thought he proved some value at the end of the season um early in the season I think we rightfully were looking for more from him mm-hmm. um so maybe the union feel the same way where he wasn't living up to his contract value and they think they can maybe get more for more for less um maybe a little more of a technical or maybe they feel like they have a better option coming up through the youths uh yeah yeah. so i mean yeah it stinks because he's been a fan favorite he's been with the club for a long time but 
I'm not going to lose sleep over losing a third striker when last year we lost our number one striker and replaced them with two better ones. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested. I, I, I agree that there's, you know, some prospects coming up that, that could fill in at the striker position, but I would hope that Tanner at least gets us one more uh, proven striker that could fill in in the, in depth because there's, you know, there's like Riasco and Donovan and Nelson Pierre who are like, could be could be potentially good striker options at some point, but I think to start the season with those guys as your your top strikers off the bench, um, along with I guess Sullivan too. But it's I, I just feel like that I, I wouldn't feel as confident in our our depth if that's where where we ended up. Um, but hopefully, I mean, you know, Turner Tanner always has his plan, so maybe those guys are ready, or he has another gem to to pull out of wherever to to fill in on this bench. So. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It's yeah, it's gonna be weird to see Burke in a seeing Burke at a Red Bull jersey is gonna be weird though. That's a, that, that's that gonna be odd. Be yeah. Um but you know, still still cheer for him. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure this this deal is best for him that he's I'm sure got a better offer than anything the union may have been trying to get get him to sign with us. So, you know, you know, he's gotta do what is best for him and so good for him. Yeah, one one person i think this might impact would be andre blake mm-hmm. but um andre's obviously mature and stuff like that where he'll probably not let it affect him yeah it's but, also like if he's just in new york they could still you know stay friends and see each other plenty of time so that's true yeah. that's true yeah. yeah but if we get a alert tomorrow that coronel was traded for blake <laughs> well here for a straight swap yeah <laughs> Um, all right. Uh, any any other expectations, hopes for the off season? You said you're hoping for another striker to be brought in. I think that's a fair ask. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it depends on you know if Bangor gets sold. Um, yeah, I guess that's what, that's where I was going to start. What what ex- what moves do you expect? I I think that we one's Bagner. Yeah. Bag... I expect Bizo. Yeah, I think Bagner and Bizo could be like the top picks to go and then like martinez as an outside shot maybe like i don't know karanz or Gazdog if they really get a big offer but because those guys i could see them eventually getting getting more and more interest from from europe and or wherever um but yeah i think it really depends on the on those kind of moves because we don't if, if we keep all those guys then there's not a whole lot of depth or signings we really need to make maybe like a you know, another center back depth if if the Craig or whoever isn't really ready to be the full time third center back, but it's it's really just filling in guys. We 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 get that gets sold if if anything. Right. Um, yeah. Do you do you think Gazdag will go? I don't know. There's like a there's like a I don't know, not not a report, but like there's like talks of him getting interest. I don't know a couple months ago. Not that that's like surprising because he was like an MVP candidate but I think it, it that wouldn't be a, a, a tough it had to be like a lot a lot of money and something that he'd be really pushing for too and it doesn't seem like that's exactly the case but you never know I, I'm not super worried about it I don't know but it just it's just something you could see happening because we just have a lot of talent yeah um so if if those moves happen where do you think will be our biggest hole going into the season if those players get sold, yeah, or like, uh, like, yeah. Well, do we just assume Wagner will be the biggest? Yeah, I, I mean, that's got to be the biggest one, right? Yeah, I, think, I feel like fullback is going to be like the biggest question mark, um, because like Real, we'll see. Like, he's had like decent games, but he's never had like the job to himself. So we'll see if he can actually live up to that. And I mean, right side Baza would be. A little bit easier to replace with 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 Harriel since we saw him plenty plenty of time this, this last year. So I think that should be okay. But then there's after that there's there's just not a whole lot of uh, lot of options. So there, I know there's like the other homegrown Sorensen who's I think still pretty young and and really hasn't played much on the first team. So it, that that would be like the biggest question mark there in my mind. Yeah, hmm. yeah, breathe there. Um. I don't think I have any other questions for you. Mm. I'm just going to keep peppering you with them. <laughs> I like it. 
Do you want to talk about the MLS season pass? I feel like you might have some thoughts there. Yeah, I mean, this was just announced this week, and I know it was kind of a big deal for um for <coughs> fans uh, because it's it just seems odd that you know you make this deal for Apple TV, MLS is going to be on it, and now you're going to have to pay an extra fee even if you already had Apple TV. It was kind of like ESPN Plus, you just got it all. Great. All right, cool. I pay for ESPN Plus. Uh-huh. I get access. But now, all right, I pay for Apple TV. Oh, I have to pay more for M- for MLS now. And it's just like... Yeah, but you also, you don't need to have Apple TV to get the MLS pass. You can do it separately. Oh, okay. So, but that would... Oh, yeah, but that would still be what? I don't know, like 90 bucks or something or $100. Yeah. I don't know. It's... And it's, it's that's like definitely it's some money. Um, yeah, yeah, I get that there is some like I don't know questioning of, of like the logic. As, it doesn't seem like is as accessible as initially I thought it would be. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot of games that are for free on Apple TV that you don't need to pay for. Um, they there seem to be like I don't know like 200 games of the year throughout the year will we'll be like in front of the paywall i think that's i think that's what i saw um but yeah it, and that's but it's still like that's a it's gonna be a tough barrier to cross just being that you have to get to apple tv and it's not just on a more common platform like espn or on you know regular television um so yeah this apple deal is, is going to be it's gonna have a I feel like it's gonna have a rocky start personally it's gonna be ideal for me as a millennial without cable this is the ideal situation for me that I get to just watch every game in one location and not have to worry about anything else that I have to work to deal with because I, I did have a lot of a frustration with like oh this is this two o'clock Saturday game is on Twitter or whatever I need to figure out how to stream that onto my TV or it's on like all these different different platforms or channels and this is at least simplified simplifies all that um so from that perspective it's great and i trust that apple makes a good enough product that this will be a a good enough quality of in terms of like production and like the app itself but yeah i definitely get that there's going to be a lot of frustration with having to pay for this and not get it's really just paying just for mls and it's a pretty steep fee just for the one league rather than like espn you pay for and you get like you know all these other sports and everything that goes with it so i get that there's a lot of like i don't know skepticism and criticism of all that so and that's all valid but i don't know we'll see i'm trying to stay optimistic and it's and again from my perspective it's ideal but it's there's a lot of other uh perspectives in this so we'll see how, how it really shakes out it's good that yeah. we're just getting some details of it though so that's that's at least a positive sign that we're actually getting the information out and hopefully next we'll get like some de- details on who's going to be like the the you know on-air talent and and you know who's going to be calling these games and all that kind of stuff so hopefully sooner than later we'll get more details of what this is going to look like so we'll see yeah um I was just kind of have to remind myself that there are people who have thought about it a lot harder than me. Yeah, sure. And who know a lot more than me who are making these decisions. And so I just yeah. kind, of, kind of trust that, like, whatever they're doing is for the good of the game because they've gotten us from where we were to where we are now. Sure. But some yeah. of those initial thoughts are like, oh, come on. Yeah. And, you know, the, the fan perspective is different than the business perspective. And that's sometimes frustrating to to swallow that but it's also kind of the reality so i don't know yeah um all right let's end it here with uh this season me and luke before the season started we each picked five players we kind of updated a little bit here and there um it was like a little fantasy thing two points for a goal one point for the assist um and just a reminder in case you lost your notes on this um, I picked Carranza, Luke picked Gazdag, then he picked Iwa, AJ picked Santos, AJ picked Paxton, Luke picked Wagner, Luke picked Wagner, I mean Bedoya, then I picked Sullivan, and in the last round, AJ picked Burke, and Luke picked McGlynn. So AJ ended up with Burke, Sullivan, Paxton, Santos, and Carranza. 
Lukehead, Gazdag, Ewa, Wagner, Bedoya, McGlynn. So it's pretty clear and obvious that Luke's team of Gazdag, Ewa, Wagner, Bedoya, McGlynn. Um, I mean, most of your team isn't even on the team anymore. That's what I was going to say. Not only is like your team all have the year of their lives, but uh, my team isn't even like I still have Carranza on the team and Sullivan. And Burke, Santos, and Paxton are all gone. But only one of our players uh, has moved to Europe, and that's mine. So mm-hmm. we might say it's a push, but uh, points-wise, technically, you're going to get the win. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, you know, yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens next year. Yeah. Fun fact about Bedoya, though, is he started the U.S.'s last World Cup opener game. So Oh, that is interesting. Pretty crazy. Back in 2014, he was yeah. on in the uh, roster to open up that World Cup. Yeah. Um, it, is cool. it is cool Starting now we have not only a former Union player, but a current Union player in the World Cup. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got Cameroon in my uh, little picks. Hell yeah. They're friends. Um, all right, cool. Um, anything else? <laughs> I guess... We don't really know what our plans are for the off season. A couple interview ideas. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely do. We'll we'll do episodes when there's enough to talk about. You know. Yeah. So we'll see when that happens. Yeah, and you know us. No, never mind. <laughs> oh, we did. Oh, preseason predictions for 2022. Sorry. <laughs> Real quick, we're gonna keep going for just a minute. I, I just scrolled down. Preseason predictions. Luke predicted team MVP would be Jack Elliott, and I picked Carranza. Uh, mine was closer, I'd say. Hmm. Golden Boot, Carranza, Luke picked Ua. I think hmm. I won that one. Defender of the Year, AJ picked Glesnes, Luke picked Elliot. I won that one. Homegrown of the Year, Luke picked McGlynn, AJ picked Paxton. You technically win, but mine went to Europe. Coach of the Year, AJ picked uh, Curtin, Luke picked Bruce Arena, AJ <laughs> went that one. So. <laughs> Tough one. Tough, tough break. Gazdog not mentioned. How about that? That is interesting. Well, look at us idiots. Yep. So, but I got Defender of the Year and you got Homegrown of the Year. So, pretty good. <laughs> All right. That's it. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk to you guys when we talk to you guys. Thank you for listening. It's been a very fun, amazing season. Uh, just keep on being good people. Union Gold!